for us, for 2020, it's really been all about building for the future. And the future of advertising is cookie-less, and connected TV plays a really big role in it. So we spent this year so far launching solutions um, to make sure that advertisers have cookie-free ways to reach audiences based on TV and OTT viewership. With all of the unique data assets that Comscore has, honestly, it feels like Comscore was sort of built for this moment. So we're putting these assets together in cool, new, innovative ways and have already launched solutions to help bridge that contextual and audience targeting uh, together so that when cookies do go away, none of our clients uh, skip a beat. Curious to know what industry-leading marketers are looking to achieve in the ever-evolving digital landscape? The How Agencies Thrive podcast by StackAdapt is dedicated to helping the new breed of forward-thinking, savvy, lean, and mean marketers win in the rapidly evolving digital landscape. Time to thrive. Hello, everyone. This is Vitaly Pichersky, and I'm the host of this podcast. For this episode, we're joined by Rachel Gantz, General Manager of Activation Products over at Comscore. This is a truly excellent conversation for those who enjoy technical discussion on CTV trends, measurements within CTV and OTT environment, and want to understand how linear TV can work alongside internet-connected TV devices. What I learned in this episode is that marketers tend to overestimate the importance of linear because they look at number of people who are cord cutters and not court nevers, those who never subscribe to linear and go directly to digital. And that number is going up. In this episode, we also touch up on CPG, retail, and auto verticals. So if you're interested in the topic of connected TV or over-the-top TV advertising, this episode is for you. Now it's time to welcome Rachel Gans from Comscore. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Michael Shang, and uh, I'm the Director of Partnerships and Product Solutions at StackAdapt. I'm joined today by our guest, Rachel Gans from Comscore. Today's episode is going to be focused on cross-platform measurement in programmatic advertising and the challenges agencies face in the marketplace when planning and executing their campaigns. Uh, we'll dissect these two topics from two different angles. We'll look at it by inventory channel and uh, advertising verticals. And specifically, we will discuss analytics and uh, optimization solutions in OTT inventory channel. And for advertising verticals, we'll focus on CPG and retail uh, and auto. Now, a little introduction about Rachel. Uh, Rachel is the general manager for activation solutions at Comscore, where she oversees Comscore's programmatic business. Rachel brings to this side, uh, to this role, over a decade of experience in market research, media measurement, and uh, consumer insights. Uh, Rachel is dialed in from her home outside of Boston today, where she hopes uh, her husband, uh, two toddlers, and dog can keep quiet enough for the next 45 minutes to avoid a starring role in this podcast. And uh, may I say this, Rachel, if they ever decide to join the podcast and possibly join programmatic advertising, we'll welcome them with open arms. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so, Rachel, uh, you started in consulting. Maybe uh, uh, talk about your journey from consulting to uh, advertising. 
Sure. Yeah. Um, I loved strategy consulting. I know that's not the response many former consultants give, uh, but for me, it's true. Um, I thought it was fascinating. I learned a ton and I constantly found myself advising CEOs for really important business decisions. But for me, what it lacked, um, at least at that time, was access to real granular data by which to make those decisions. And that's what drew me to market research and then advertising. Honestly, it was the data. Um, When I started working in this industry, I focused on consumer journey work and which touch points are the most influential to consumers on their path to purchase, um, which really naturally led me to focus on advertising. The, The ability to make and influence real business decisions with such vast amounts of granular data is really powerful. Uh, this industry, um, at its heart, is really just a bunch of geeks like me who love data when it comes down to it. If that makes sense. And programmatic certainly is uh, in no lack of data. And uh, I think one of the challenges actually is to deal with so much data and uh, more importantly, incomplete data. I think we'll, throughout this podcast, we'll dive into that topic a, a bit more. Uh, and uh, I want to talk about Comscore a little bit. I think many many people know Comscore because of its rating services. Uh, for example, people when when people talk about Comscore, they say Comscore top hundred publishers or Comscore top five hundred publishers. Maybe you can just give the audience uh, a little more insight into Comscore's core solution groups. Sure. So at its core, Comscore is an audience measurement company that supplies the majority of the advertising industry with planning, buying, and measurement solutions really across any device with a screen. Uh, So let me break that down. What does that mean? So to give you an example, if General Motors is looking to reach people who are in the market to buy an SUV, they can, one, use Comscore planning data to figure out which digital and TV properties are the best for their target audience and place a direct buy. Then two, they can also leverage Comscore's activation segments in Stack Adapt or any DSP to programmatically reach, say, cord cutters or heavy Netflix watchers who might not see their linear TV ads. And then finally three, they can measure whether that delivery happened successfully and if their ads worked by linking Comscore ad exposure data to things like that they visited a Chevy dealership or they went to Chevy.com um, and built a Suburban, et cetera. Um, within Comscore, um, I focus on Comscore's activation offering. Um, and we're really excited about just connecting all those dots to help brands in a more comprehensive way. Yeah, that's quite exciting. I think uh, to be able to map out the entire journey and measure, I think, the data from the top of the funnel to the bottom and then have that feedback loop is extremely important. But uh, as the GM of activation, what are some things you're focused on right now? Yeah, so uh, for us, for 2020, it's really been all about building for the future. And the future of advertising is cookie-less. And connected TV plays a really big role in it. So we spent this year so far launching solutions um, to make sure that advertisers have cookie-free ways to reach audiences based on TV and OTT viewership. 
with all of the unique data assets that Comscore has, honestly, it feels like Comscore was sort of built for this moment. So we're putting these assets together in cool, new, innovative ways and have already launched solutions to help bridge that contextual and audience targeting uh, together so that when cookies do go away, none of our clients uh, skip a beat. The, the second major initiative has been all about connected TV. Um, we launched a new solution in market that enables us to offer contextualization of CTV content. Um, during a time where there's just a ton of turmoil in the world, brand safety and its next-gen iteration brand suitability are just more important for brands than ever. We're, we're enabling that contextual targeting for real video and CTV content in a way that's never been done before. Um, it's pretty cool stuff. We're really excited about it. And I look forward to discussing that in the, uh, the, the next section. But uh, just the, from the sound of it, um, being able to translate the show into contextual categories, how has that helped Comscore's business overall in the activation, from the activation side? Yeah, I mean, if you think about how a lot of that has been done historically, I think I'm almost embarrassed to say that as an industry, I think we've fallen down a little bit and only been able to contextualize video based on metadata or based on the content surrounding um, a video on a web page. It's just really insufficient. And when you think about it in the context of CTV, where some of those things are not even available, that doesn't negate the need for this solution. So this has been a really big uh, move for us to be able to take um, CTV advertising partner across publishers, across brands, across agencies, really to that next level and apply a lot of the tools that folks have become accustomed to, uh, but now with this new format. Yeah, I can definitely echo on that. I think just a few months back, when advertisers or agency clients have reached out to uh, ask us and whether or not they can buy on specific sh on show level. And the answer back then was that if you wanted to buy on show level, either we have to work with somebody who has ACR access or we'll have to buy this primarily through the programmatic guaranteed workflow. And I think Comscore's uh, product, uh, on, on, uh, the contextualization product on the CTV side certainly it's going to help a lot of agencies, uh, I think, doing the planning and execution phase. And I look forward to uh, diving into this topic a bit uh, more later. We want to take a look at what has really transpired in the past few months and uh, look at the changes in data over, say, the past two quarters. What do you foresee is here to stay and how will that change as we move forward to uh, into 2021 and beyond? Yeah, I mean, the pan the pandemic has really had a big impact on CTV consumption in particular. Comscore just released our state of OTT annual report, and I took a, a little bit of a sneak peek just before this conversation to share a few insights. Um, the CTV consumption in particular is just really astounding. The hockey stick that we see beginning in early March with a peak in the last week of March is crazy. I'm approximating, but we essentially saw roughly a 25% increase in both the number of hours and number of households consuming CTV content. And the fascinating part for me is how steady those figures have been since that peak at the end of March. 
we've seen these sustained levels up, including through the first week of June. So to your point, is is this here to stay? Um, no one obviously knows for sure, but with states reopening and with warmer weather coming for summer, we do expect these figures to cool off a bit. Um, and what's actually kind of interesting is so we took a look at local linear TV engagement during the same time period, and we're able to compare the engagement levels for markets with stay-at-home orders versus those without. And there was a noticeable difference in the levels of engagement um, being higher in those markets with stay-at-home orders. Um, but even with the declines uh, due to nicer weather and folks venturing out due to ease, shelter-in-place restrictions, for the remainder of 2020 and into 21, we really do expect to see CTV consumption a solid step change above where it's been in the pre-pandemic days. And to some to some extent, uh, one would also think this is a like a catalyst, essentially forcing people to stay at home, a catalyst to move uh, for uh, the traditional uh, TV industry to move their inventory from linear to CTV as much as possible. Would you say that's uh, that's uh, something or some trends we're observing right now as well? I think that that's part. Surely true, but I think there's also components where it's not necessarily about shifting dollars from linear to CTV or from digital to CTV. The biggest thing is that there's just flat out more video being consumed, period. So uh, a lot of the, the nuances that have come about because of the pandemic have really given more opportunity for experimentation and more options for advertisers as they're seeking to reach their target audience. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Just because I think if we consider the 24 hours as a complete loop of user journey now, which is what you're saying now, users are just spending much more time of their journey on the CTV device. And I think this is a, uh, a great opportunity for marketers who either have tried CTV or have not tried CTV to possibly experiment and uh, see how CTV can play a role in their media media planning process. So maybe with that said, what are your thoughts on advertising for advertisers or agencies during this uncertain time? Yeah, the, the impacts of advertising have been pretty interesting. Um, for starters, I think the sheer volume of content on COVID and advertisers' reaction to having their digital ads run alongside it really highlighted how insufficient existing popular brand safety solutions were to help brands and publishers, frankly, navigate this difficult time. Um, brand safety itself, blacklists, keyword blocking, where content is either brand safe or it isn't, COVID really just exposed how outdated that concept is. Um, we quickly pivoted our business to brand suitability, especially for COVID content, and expect that to be a big trend that continues in advertising. The, the other major one has been around CTV. So with the massive increases in CTV consumption, um, the pandemic really accelerated the adoption we saw of the CTV advertising. Um, even when brands were sometimes pulling back on display advertising, many were following the trends in engagement and following those consumers to CTV. Um, but what I thought was pretty interesting, so if you had asked me six months ago, 
how far away the industry was from better targeting measurement solutions to meet the demands from CTV, I probably would have said minimum easy of a year. But when COVID hit, that timeline just rapidly vanished. And I think we've come farther in the last three months than anyone would have expected. Comscore is actively partnering now with DSPs, SSPs, publishers, and brands really across the full ecosystem to bring better CTV solutions to market. And I don't think that collaboration really at this pace would have happened without COVID. Right. I think uh, maybe a segue to work from home a little bit. I think that uh, the actual three hours people put in or average two to three hours uh, from some stats I've seen because everybody's now working from home, therefore they put that, that many extra hours in. I think that certainly helped with that uh, industry cross, I think the, the cross collaboration piece. And uh, I think it's very interesting now, it, it, especially also with the brand suitability piece you talked about. And uh, we've seen a lot of blog posts, a lot of Twitter and uh, Facebook posts about uh, ads being blocked on New York Times and just essentially showing the cloud. And uh, that I think that was the inflection point that uh, uh, from the buy side, uh, we, we realized that maybe we should uh, talk to our clients a bit more in terms of how you want to show up on that specific site, given the fact right now, majority of the, uh, majority of the content now are related either to COVID or current uh, events or current uh, topics that may not be I think, desirable to some brands to show up. And therefore, I think the, the concept of brand suitability is a very important one for us to continue to hone in going forward. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think moving on to the to the next section, we, I really wanted to, to talk about the specific product solutions uh, within the CTV OTT inventory channel. And also I want to dive into the uh, uh, vertical specific product solutions a bit more. Uh, but I think the first thing I want to say is advertising, really, the fundamental promise of advertising is the return on investment for advertisers, uh, which essentially translate to a lift in revenue or a set of KPIs that is critical to their business operations. We've been talking about the concept of cross-platform measurement many, many years, and uh, there's always been consortiums on unified IDs to even strengthen this effort. I guess the question is, why is cross-platform measurement really important now? And how does that affect advertisers and agencies during their planning process? Maybe we can talk about that uh, in the OTT or CTB workflow specifically. At the end of the day, advertisers and agencies need to know if their advertising works. If they can't be sure that every screen in their media plan is delivering results, then they can't funnel money towards that screen. Simply put, the increase in CTV watching has led to this increase in CTV advertising, but for that to sustain, advertisers need to have confidence in their cross-platform measurement. The cross-platform measurement, it's really critical for understanding what's still really the fundamental and key components of advertising, reach and frequency. Planning and buying and measuring platforms in isolation really just presents the risk of over-delivering a brand's message to a consumer and causing fatigue. When it comes to measuring ROI, it's important that all platform exposures be counted for proper attribution to take place. 
Yeah, I agree 100%. I think the reach and frequency concept is uh, under the programmatic scope has been largely taken for granted. And uh, I think uh, when it comes to reach and frequency, what people uh, sometimes don't understand is that in order to do the proper reach and frequency, first and foremost, we need to un understand the anonymized identifier of the user first, which eludes to the point of a cross-platform measurement. Otherwise, we will be just flat out guessing, I guess, in this case, and apply certain uh, key ratios to uh, kind of uh, consolidate that to a guesstimate of region frequency. And really honing on this point, I think that's one of the challenges still. And to and those, those things uh, added with uh, the key risk factors we're also observing right now, for example, the disappearance of cookie the elevated concerns regarding user privacy and more, I guess that really leads to the question, how important now is the first-party data versus third-party data, uh, specifically in the context of targeting and measurement? Yeah, I mean, I think first-party data is becoming more important than ever, but third-party data isn't going away. It's just changing. Advertisers still want their first-party data enriched with insights beyond what they directly have visibility into. And that could be off-site digital behaviors or interactions with other brands. And the, the industry still wants third-party providers to be able to validate and measure ad campaigns without bias. Person-level audience measurement, it's still going to be required. And that's why in our new world, consumer panels become the keys to the kingdom. Um, Comscore's deterministic panel assets really have always been our truth sets and will continue to enable that for a broader market in the future. It's very interesting. You talked about consumer panel in a, a first-party first environment. Uh, maybe why is consumer panel so, so differentiated uh, in programmatic? Because we've uh, all known consumer panel to be the product of the last decade or last decades when people were just be handed a remote or a click button to essentially let the marketers understand how they react to certain uh, stimulus or stimuli. So maybe you can talk about the consumer panel uh, and what kind of role they play in the programmatic ecosystem. Yeah, when it comes to programmatic, I think the role that the consumer panel plays is still at its core um, the same, uh, and that's uh, insight into behavior. So through consumer panels, you can see all kinds of behaviors that from traditional audience uh, targeting perspective, things like age and gender, you know, it just goes far beyond that. And when every dollar counts and every brand is looking to be able to reach an in-market audiences, being able to leverage that type of visibility um, into actual behaviors to then create audiences at scale uh, at the core, insights driven from that panel, that's where I think from a programmatic standpoint, a lot of this can really come to life. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And uh, powered with a vast amount of data in programmatic, I think what we can do is really to use that data as a truth set and try to test based on that. And more importantly, not, not definitely what we want to mention this is that the consumer panel is privacy centric, meaning everybody has fund, has already opted in. Uh, to share their data. 
Yeah, I think uh, as uh, GDPR and CCPA becomes front and center in this discussion, because fundamentally they would impact uh, the measurability in advertising, we want to make sure we not only adhere to the regulations, but also still deliver value to our clients. So maybe let's talk about the analytics and optimization solutions in OTT inventory channel. So we talked about some challenges in terms of uh, targeting, and we talked about some challenges in the uh, in the measurability when it comes to identifiers. What would be some maybe challenges you have seen on your side for uh, agencies doing the planning process or the execution process? Yeah, I think as advertisers have increased their spending on OTT inventory, they, they've, we talked about this a little bit before, but they've become accustomed to a set of optimization tools for linear TV and digital that frankly, really until now have just not existed for CTV. So, in, well, that has, but you know, if you think about for CTV in a world of 24 seven news or with heavy topics like COVID being so present, things like brand safety. That's probably less of an issue historically on the linear TV side, but certainly one that's been quite prevalent on the digital side. And a lot of the solutions in place were really just things like app level brand safety, or um, like I mentioned before, contextual targeting based on content around the video, but not based on the video itself. Like as an industry, that's sort of embarrassing that we thought that that would be sufficient for a brand to make decisions off of. Um, and I think the same has been true in measurement. To your point, um, that the metrics that folks are using in many ways depend on where they're rooted in from, um, from whether it's from the TV side of the house or the digital. And advertisers want better cross-platform person-level measurement, period. So Comscore's been working really hard to improve solutions to meet these needs. And we've been pretty encouraged by the positive feedback that we really continue to receive on them. That's great to hear. And uh, I just really uh, want to say I'm personally excited about contextualization solution because uh, I think that's uh, the, the thing uh, all CTV advertisers want because they just want to be able to target the show on a contextual level rather than target that exactly to your point on the app level, because that would be going back to the uh, linear days. That is no, uh, we can only target the, uh, the audience by the hour we air that ad. And I think in programmatic, we can do a bit more. Uh, so I guess as we see the demand and also the supply in OTT and CTV increasing significantly, how does that how does that really impact the demand in linear TV? I guess more of a controversial topic uh, that is being discussed right now is that uh, is upfront going away this year. Yeah, we get this question a lot. Um, are the upfronts going away? Um, I obviously don't have a crystal ball, but I personally would not bet on it. Um, from our view right now, we talked about this a little bit. It, it's really less about. OTT taking away from linear and more that people are watching more video and um, how, what, what do you do about that? You know, how does that change the world from an advertising perspective? So according to some recent research that uh, we've done um, from Comscore, uh, the current OTT penetration, it's about 70 million households of which 
58% also subscribe to cable or satellite. Now you have about 21% are cord cutters. And this really has been a concentrated threat to linear, but that number has been stabilizing. It's the other 21% that are cord nevers. And those are the ones I think we really need to pay attention to. Because for now, linear still accounts for 75% of the average American household's premium video consumption. So I, I think the question's a little bit different in that it's, it's how do we make this work? And I think the industry just needs to figure out a more elegant way to package OTT as another major channel and fold it into the upfront format, honestly, just like the industry did with premium online video 10 years ago. I don't think the upfronts are going away. Um, the industry really still needs a futures market, and, and most people agree with that. But I think the timing, the flexibility of the upfronts, um, that's going to evolve. And I think they're going to become a little less rigid than they've been in the past. Fascinating. And uh, I guess with that said, a lot of agencies still have... Uh, two different teams focusing on one linear planning and one OTT planning. I guess, are there anything we can do? What, what solutions should we introduce to make that planning process a bit easier for the agency folks? The mechanics of planning, buying, and measuring linear versus OTT are pretty different, but there's a ton of overlap uh, from a consumer standpoint. Comscore is working to solve for the problems that media fragmentation causes uh, with our solution called Comscore Campaign Ratings, or CCR, um, which really aims to measure reach, frequency, and impressions across all screens, and all screens really being the key point there. If measurement is unified, then the agency approach can finally start to be unified as well. Um, then it's really just more about selecting the next best media property on the best screen to reach that consumer. Right. That makes sense. I think uh, a lot of times we're so focused on inventory, we're so focused on screens or different property types, and uh, we we don't really think about it from audience uh, standpoint. I think end of the day is finding the journey or finding a path to the audience, and therefore we should always use audience as the core anchor to do any planning, and therefore that's going to make the uh, planning and execution stage more, I think, synergized. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's it's what we've been talking about for years and years, um, but I'm encouraged that with solutions that can finally put that together in a single place, that that will help move the conversation forward to making that perspective a little more of a reality. For sure. Uh, and we touched on this earlier. Uh, we, I was asking about what advertisers really should do during this uncertain time. And uh, now we want to dive deeper on three core verticals and talk about some trends and solutions that are important for agencies to know during, this plan during, during their planning or execution stages. And we want really want to focus on CPG, retail, and auto. So maybe if you don't mind, Rachel, uh, are there any specific trends you're seeing under CPG and retail and auto respectively right now? And uh, what are some recommendations and solutions that you think are really important for agency folks to know now? Yeah, from, from a big picture perspective, uh, 
Across all three, actually, many brands had pretty significant marketing budgets set aside for sports sponsorship this year that haven't happened um, because of the pandemic. And the results of that has been pretty interesting in that some brands had some extra marketing dollars uh, uh, lying around that they could start to do things like test out some new formats. And that has partially driven some of what we've seen with CTV advertising. Um, so take auto, for example. So with auto, um, auto has been doing a ton of advertising through CTV, but auto manufacturers have really had to change their messaging and approach during the pandemic. So one of the key historic KPIs for auto brands has always been about driving foot traffic to the dealerships. That has been the key focus of the vast majority of auto advertising. But with so many dealerships closed for prolonged periods of time, this has really changed that metric and the core messaging. So you're starting to see things like delivering new cars to your home, cleaning cars, financing options. Those are clear focus. And with it being far easier for brands to adjust the messaging for digital and CTV, advertising compared to traditional linear ad campaigns, the the emergence of CTV has really helped to alleviate this. Um, it's been a pretty different dynamic, though, than what we're seeing from a retail perspective. Um, with, with so many businesses having to close their doors over the past few months, I would say overall that retail, really uh, more so than auto or CPG, um, has pulled back on advertising. And in many cases, we're still really waiting for that to reemerge. Um, those companies, though, with strong e-commerce presence or partnerships, new partnerships with things like Instacart, um, they quickly pivoted their messaging to focus on those channels. Um, and offers such as delivery or curbside pickup, sort of where they could. The, the last one, CPG, on the other hand, CPG has been really interesting. There's a lot of uh, cool um, new things going on within this vertical in that. So many CPG brands had to pull back on advertising during the early days of the pandemic, largely because in many cases, people couldn't always find their goods on the shelf. So this is lessening. The supply chains are flowing. And while we saw big drops in advertising in April, many have begun spending again in May and June. Um, and as far as CTV is concerned, there have been a couple of interesting dynamics that have started to play out. Um, the first of which being, if you think about CPG companies, right, they are powerhouse advertisers. They have years and years and years of data from past advertising. So when a new channel emerges like CTV, there isn't a ton of back data to fuel their models to help make these decisions. So we're seeing some experimentation to try to discover what impact, if any, these ads are having. And for many brands, their TV and digital teams are still really siloed internally. We talked about this a little bit before with part of the result of that is that A, it's tougher to sort out when it comes uh, to CTV who gets to make the decisions. And B, depending on who quote unquote wins that battle, that dictates the measurement metrics 
the point you raised earlier about GRPs versus more digitally oriented metrics um, that are cared about when it comes to the CTV environment. So every brand seems to be handling this slightly differently. And I think this is definitely a dynamic to watch um, as it plays out for the remainder of this year. Uh, to your point, it's they're adding a new channel or a new device to their media mix. So, I mean, they need to go through a market sizing analysis for that specific new device to figure out their total addressable market as in users and how to find their users up accordingly. I think that's uh, that's a really interesting dynamics to see that is unfolding. And uh, I was just going to ask about your experience or what you're seeing on your side in terms of the core product solutions being asked the most often to help them to address those uh, key challenges. Yeah, from our perspective, it so far is truly a mix um, that uh, when it comes in, in some ways, it depends on what the content being targeted from a CTV standpoint is. I think premium CTV content is often treated like linear TV. And the uh, ask to us is along the same lines of uh, standard um, TV tools. But I think as you start to move down um, beyond those, the top premium, then you start to get more into folks treating it a little more di like digital and reaching for those tools that uh, the digital teams have been relying on for a long time. So, so it's, a, it's a little bit of both, um, but I'll be interested to see that for the majority of brands, sort of which side ends up winning out or if one does or it ends up being sort of a combination of both. Now, if you have to place a bet, which one would that be? I'd like to think that it's honestly going to be the best of both worlds. Like, I think the industry has an opportunity here where there are things that I think are superior from a digital perspective in terms of the data that's available and the data that can be used for decisioning. Um, there are also components from the, the linear side that um, are superior when you think about the simplicity um, the ease of buying, how straightforward it is, and in the world of premium content. Um, so I, I'm probably not answering your question. I know that. But I, I'm, I think it's going to be an ultimate blend. Um, and it's going to evolve both in ways that will likely have impacts to their respective silos. So that might have impacts on a long-term basis to linear and on a digital standpoint. Thank you. I think... Uh... Just to think that uh, the linear folks will just let the CTV folks take all of their budget. I don't think that's a fair assumption because exactly to your point, they pre present or well, the linear buying presents so many advantages and certainly they will do everything they can to advance their technologies to uh, accommodate or produce product solutions that will be advantageous for buyers to buy through a linear environment. And uh, I think is definitely going to be the best of the two worlds. And uh, we're just very curious to see how we can incorporate more product solutions from, I think, from our partnership and try to make it work for our agency clients. Uh, thanks, Rachel, for uh, joining and sharing your knowledge. I really enjoyed our chat and appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you very much for tuning into this episode today. If you like what you heard, it would mean a world to us if you do these three things. Subscribe to the show and leave us a review. 
If you're listening to this and know someone who would find this episode valuable, please share it with them. And finally, please share it on LinkedIn. If you have questions or feedback or would love to learn how agencies or brands work with StackItApp, find us at www.stackitapp.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.